0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a- another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. What's up, Dean? How oh, are hey, you, mate? You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm trying to find our notes here. I have them, have them on my phone, and I, I just, want to get them up.
1: Yeah, I just got mine up here. Um, Man, it's... In, uh,
0: in, in case uh, anyone's wondering the level of prep we do for this, we spend... Like, the what I love about
1: our podcast and others that I involved in, like, if it gets too scripted, it's it's like... Yeah. exactly so i i think it just has to be not not necessarily unplanned like we have notes right yep. and topics but mm-hmm. just let it rip
0: like I think the that's live the-
1: golf tour
0: league. yes which by the way people loved our mini episode really I, yes emergency? i think we may be on to something i think people really liked it it's it, it did really well which is good
1: yeah well the update is it, it i've actually got it on my other computer right here it started mm-hmm. this morning it's in england there's mm-hmm. made events and hot off the press, yesterday, two big names said they were coming, yep. uh and Reed. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I think Ricky Fowler is going to go too. Yeah. But the PGA Tour just suspended all 17 mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. In, and uh, Sergio, Sergio Garcia is in that group too, right? Yep. yep. I mean – Big names, big names. So this is shocking. There will be legal battles, and this is all about can golfers be free agents like in other yep. sports, right? Yep. And so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting.
0: So one question I have, and I've like, obviously I love golf. I have not been into pro golf at any kind of like deep level really up right. until the last couple of years. So there's still so much about the workings of the league. I don't, I don't know, but I was watching a, uh, Ricky Fowler was on a, a really big podcast last week yep. called the full Send podcast. And they were asking him. Yeah. So I guess what I don't understand, maybe you can help me understand. So if you're a PGA tour athlete. You're not a, you're not an employee. You're essentially a contractor. Totally. Right. There's no benefit. It's not like the NFL or NBA where you're effectively an employee of a team, but also a league.
1: Um, It's different. Incidentally, I'm pretty sure the PGA tour, like the NFL is a nonprofit and they exist to facilitate the sport. Got it. Now in the NFL, you've got team owners that Mm -hmm. pay the bills Mm -hmm. in golf the individual golfer is the business. Right. And they employ their caddies and their managers. and
0: and, Yeah, because they pay to go on tour, and they're not getting paid to do this, right? Yeah.
1: Only if they win, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, make the cut. Mm -hmm. So in in PGA, four rounds, if you don't make the cut, which means usually, like, you win in 10 Mm -hmm. strokes of the lead, Mm -hmm. you go home, and you get paid zero. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, look, this is all about free agency and can me, as a professional golfer, play anywhere I want, whenever right. I want. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, and it kind of our belief here on on the pod is, mm-hmm. you know, just about all competition is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe this tour is good, going to be good for golf eventually. Now the, the big pushback is Saudi Arabia is doing the funding. Okay. Right. So, but, you know, I find that a bit hypocritical. Um, we fill up our cars with Saudi oil every day. Right. We um we're in bed with China on a mm-hmm. on like it's like fifty million levels. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. if uh it's I just don't find that yeah to be an argument that, that yeah.
0: That was... Yeah, did you see Wait. the I guess it was a press conference yesterday with a few golfers oh. and some, oh. some, someone in the press was like, Would you play in uh If if, if Hitler had a golf tournament, it's like, and he's like, I'm not going to answer your question. This is, this is ridiculous.
1: That reminds me of when Ricky Gervais was doing the golden globes and and said, if
0: if ISIS started a streaming service, you would all sign up. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It is very hypocritical. So, okay. Question on the business side of golf. And this is just out of pure curiosity. So like, for example, let's say you're young, you're getting up and going on the tour. You don't necessarily have any, um, world sponsorships or or anything like that so in like the professional poker world you basically get someone to stake you is that the way the pga golf like a a professional golf player would be where it's like they're they're essentially getting bankrolled by someone to essentially begin the career
1: yeah totally that happens like you know it's usually a wealthy friend or family Mm -hmm. will say hey i'll pay your expenses for you know two years go out there and play the mini tours and you know try and you know qualify qualify yeah. Right. So the thing about the, the PGA tour, as we most is you, you have to qualify somehow. Mm-hmm. And once you get on, you have to stay in the top 150, I think it is, in the world, mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to do it week in, week out. And so, look, there's arguments for, you know, both. And I just think something, and I, already the way they're doing it is innovative. And mm-hmm. what's not lost on me is that Greg Norman, who is Australian, has watched a couple of things happen over the last 30 years in other sports that got disrupted. One of them, uh, is cricket, Mm -hmm. right? Cricket got disrupted uh, and it got disrupted again recently in in the Indian premier league where they started this 20 over kind of format and it's exploded. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just, I just think, um, golf is, you know, ripe for innovation and there's money to do it. And these players are a lot of them in their forties, right? So they're not going to win a lot Mm -hmm. more on the PGA tour. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a way for them to look after their families and, yeah. you know, just go on and and play competitively and it's going to be fun to see
0: where it goes. Yeah, go. yeah, it's really going to be interesting, and we'll see. I mean, I I I wonder if this PGA, the PGA, will uphold these suspensions and what it'll all. Be that. I mean, there's battle. yeah, 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 they're going to go to court. Um, so speaking of court battles, uh, yes. only because Apple seems to just every single keynote they just seem to anger a whole new swath of (laughs) startups businesses and this is nothing new for apple right but this last week they did their keynote and announced a lot of really cool new features one of which was uh their own buy now pay later feature right um and twitter like blew up in the funniest of ways right i think a firm stock like immediately plummeted it plummeted yeah um and so one tweet I saw was my favorite part of this this Apple keynote is Apple killing startup after startup. Mm-hmm. And then someone did that like marked safe from Apple murdering our startup <laughs> today like you do on Facebook which is just which is hilarious. Yep. So I guess first of all let's talk about maybe just that thing specifically. Obviously Tidly is not a buy now pay later company or it doesn't affect oh. you guys at all, but you would probably have some insight into Definitely how this will affect some of these Well,
1: i tell you what what something did affect us uh, last year is when Apple's privacy um, policy affected Facebook Mm -hmm. ads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we spend a fair amount of money on Google, Facebook ads, and so Mm -hmm. on. And uh, that's kind of how we kind of get, you know, the top of the funnel cooking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the algorithms changed. And Mm -hmm. so we had to pivot a lot. Mm-hmm. on how we spend you know a considerable amount of money. So uh, when Apple does stuff it is massively yeah. Um I, some just went against Apple. I don't know if you read yesterday that the the European Union just struck down um the 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 use of lightning cables, the proprietary charging and it's all got to be USB-C. Really? And Apple is has to go and put USB-C in these products going forward which is that's really, crazy
0: just yeah. in the uk or in, europe, uh, UU, in UU, europe right so and look i should think
1: of, i'm not for government intervention much but that was a pain in the butt right everything yeah. oh know, yeah it's like dongles have you ever seen that those guys on the on youtube that talk about you know dongles and stuff yeah. Up? yeah Um, <laughs> it's like dongle hell yeah
0: yeah well you can't you, yeah you can't
1: yeah it's yeah. it's crazy so um, so, yeah, so what Apple, and so let, let's let take Apple away, Plat, just a substitute platform, mm-hmm. right? So when you have a platform that is obviously as power, powerful as, you know, iOS, mm-hmm. um, that whole ecosystem, you know, is Apple allowed to break, you know, iPhone payments into four installments? Of course they are. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not new. Buy now, mm-hmm. pay later is... You know, been around around forever in a bunch of
0: different, bunch of different formats. Yeah. And
1: I think isn't, it's called layaway, right? Like, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, it's basically just been a different, a a new spin on the same thing. Right.
1: And you call it lay by in Australia. It's Mm -hmm. like, but you didn't get the product. They usually kept it for you in the back and you came and paid and then Mm -hmm. paid it off. You got it. Mm -hmm. The flip side is with the way digital payments works, you can get it now. They have the credit card on file, and they just mm-hmm. you know zing it four times, mm-hmm. right, over four mm-hmm. months. It's, it's beautiful. It's an amazing business. Um, the, the Aussie guys that started one of those, you know, got acquired for twenty billion or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, Apple's allowed to do that, and they're going to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to always innovate and and do things. What's hard is that you if you have an application mm-hmm. and it's on iOS and it does really well, unfortunately you you have a, a target on your back yeah because apple has uh, allowed you to grow your business and all, uh, there's nothing stopping them mm-hmm. Just the same as there's nothing stopping amazon
0: amazon i was going to say yeah they're known for yep doing massive data research yep. on their own platform to see what's selling and how it's selling and that's yep. how amazon basics got created Right, and you know? so
1: if your your particular T shirt is selling well, they'll just go and do their own, put it mm-hmm. at the top of the search. <laughs> away That's you go, man? So, <laughs> so, so brutal. I, I don't think um, I don't think you know antitrust, you know government is is gonna dive into the middle of this at this point. Mm-hmm. But if if <clears throat> this these are the kind of things that, that start trickling up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, is that why um, like a Shopify is such a valuable So like, maybe like, so you look at something like Shopify where they're a shopping cart and you can build a site on top of them, but they are not selling any product on their own. Right. So like, there's differences between to build a business. You're going to have to use some kind of platform, especially if it's online, there are tools and resources that you're going to need, but there is a way of thinking about it and going, okay. How do I, I, I can't build my whole business on top of another platform that if one thing changes, I mean, I've read, I've heard of media companies whose entire traffic was based on facebook and youtube and they're getting millions of hits on a website right and then the the algorithm changes and their traffic dies 60 percent overnight well that's why that's crazy yeah right you have
1: Mm -hmm. to build community Mm -hmm. um so just just kind of going back a second like how cool is it that amazon is here and then these canadian guys actually come along and start shopify Mm -hmm. as a competitor Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, no one's going to beat Amazon. Well, guess what? Shopify came along and mm-hmm. they're crushing. Mm-hmm. And and that's just, there's competition for you again. Yep. It's, someone is going to come along and disrupt. Everything yep. is disruptable. Mm-hmm. Everything is able, especially in, in anything around technology, is someone's going to come. If you're not innovating, someone else will. And when they do, mm-hmm. that pushes you to do. You know, it's just awesome. That's the free mm-hmm. market at its at yeah. Its, so,
0: and Shopify, Shopify, we should do a, an episode on them because the, I don't should. know if you've used them before, but we, I use them. Kind of, it's actually been probably five or six years, uh, seven years ago. Actually, at this point, mm-hmm. talk about the best company to work with, customer service process. Yep. Like yep. we were a tiny little shop, you could get somebody on the phone in two and a half minutes, and like it right. was just pretty cool. It was, it was insane. Um, yep. And th- they're that company that's like we want to help entrepreneurs, and they really do. Their business is set up to actually do that. Um, they,
1: they stay behind the scenes, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, they're a platform. I'm gonna put my, my products or services or whatever, mm-hmm. my widgets that I'm selling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they kind of, they, are they're actually partners with Stripe who, you know, yeah, right. no way. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, it's a very fascinating business. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's the power of competition, man. It's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. How has, how has Stripe been able to just continue? I mean, they kind of have figured out a way to just kind of shoe off competitors it, it seems like uh, i mean i don't know a ton about their business but from what i know they've like well man, they're a behemoth
1: depending on what you know at the moment they're probably the number one largest privately held company right now they lost mm-hmm. they last route raised money at a hundred billion dollar valuation jeez and um they are basically you know them their whole thing is we want to expand the gdp of the internet right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they're just purely payments but they added on so many other products around payments. There's tons of payment processes out there. Mm-hmm. Like I get hit up all the time. Oh, hey, my God. Processor mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stripe just made it so simple, so easy. A few lines of code. Boom. And then the you're basis. in. Yeah, you have got a, you got to, you know, you're mm-hmm. accepting credit debit ACH around the world, 180 mm-hmm. something countries. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many currencies that the reason we were able to go so quickly into so many different places. We're in 50 countries around the world because of Stripe, you know. Mm -hmm. So we just surfed
0: off the back of that. So Mm -hmm. they're phenomenal. Yeah. So I want to talk about business cliches. This was great. I saw this thread, and, you know, Twitter is filled with these gurus, right? These people who are, you know, they're going to tweet about being a solo entrepreneur, and they're going to share with you how to – and it all sort of comes back to – Buy my course on how to do this. Yeah, right. Some scams, and it's like it's like, you know, it's like I guess props to these people for making a great living doing what they do. But it's it's so I always kind of laugh at these like tweet threads that they put out, right? And some of them are good, and some of them are, um, you know, oftentimes they just write stuff to get to for yeah. the algorithm to catch. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I came across this one and I thought it was kind of funny that we could talk through a few of them. This guy wrote down 10 cliches, but I just took five because some of the other ones were pretty pointless. Um, uh, so these are 10 business cliches that are lies or at least misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So the first one is money doesn't buy happiness. Yep. And this person says it may not buy happiness, but it buys freedom and flexibility. The more that you have, the easier it is to say no to things you don't like. We've heard all of all of yep. this, but... Right, that's kind of an interesting thought, especially as a Christian, right? Like right. thinking about right. about about this. How do we think about money, happiness, fulfillment, yep. all of that? Yeah, I think um,
1: you know what I love about what we talk about is we, it's all woven in and around and overlaid with our our Christian ethic and values. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about um, money, we know what the Bible says about money. It's like if you love it, and it is the center of your life. It will be a source of bad for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. As mm-hmm. Christians were always putting in perspective. Now, mm-hmm. um, does, does money buy happiness? There's a lot of rich people that commit suicide, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of rich people that are on drugs, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of rich people that have messed their life up. So, yep. you know, um, so no, it doesn't buy happiness. It does buy you freedom. It mm-hmm. does give you choices, mm-hmm. and so there is, um, there is a benefit to having wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly from a believing standpoint, you know, we, we're all about generosity and helping mm-hmm. others and serving God with our wealth and ultimately knowing the belief that we are just stewards mm-hmm. of what he has given us and everything is owned by him anyway, but money can do a lot of good. And that's mm-hmm. why you know we do this podcast we want to mm-hmm. inspire you know Christians to build businesses, run businesses, start businesses so they can have more wealth so they can do more good
0: yeah, yeah that's really good i lo- I love that it, it's I, I think that's what's so interesting about the way we approach it in the kingdom is mm-hmm. you know it's something that's a tool, it's something that we are motivated to um uh, acquire so that we can be generous yep. and so that we can provide for our families and so that we can okay. you know be builders of the church and and all that kind of stuff. I think it's when we yeah look to it for that like happiness or identity or sense of achievement that it yeah. can it can easily get off. It's not who you are, get off right? Track. It's not right.
1: It, it doesn't um it doesn't give you character. Mm-hmm. You know it tests your character actually when you do have money to mm-hmm. to you know how you treat people and what you do with it. So yep. yeah. Yeah, it, it's not connected to
0: Especially if you're an entrepreneur. I, someone said to me one time that was a, like a serial entrepreneur. He was like, it's funny. People, so many people think I did this because I wanted to get rich. And he was like, but if you want to get rich, there's actually like very clear paths in the world to yeah. do that. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is one of those, but it, it's not right. necessarily like – it's not like going to the right college and going to business school and going and working as an investment banker. Like there's a clear path to yeah. I want to make a lot of money. And so there's something about the odds. entrepreneur is like yeah. – it's not just, I want to be rich, so I'm going to be an entrepreneur. There has could to be that it's the hottest part.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Those are the files you write. Yeah.
0: Write. yeah. Um, so money doesn't buy happiness. Number two, quality over quantity sometimes. But when you're just starting out in any new endeavor, repetition matters. So start with quantity to help find the quality, then do both. Right. High output, high quality win win. This one sounds a bit like word salad a little bit to me, like totally, yeah. I don't know really know what he's saying. But but I do get this idea of quality over quantity, which we talk about a lot, doing things we on do. and at the scale at the beginning. You say,
1: right? You're just you're spraying, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're trying every you know avenue to get a sale or to get, you know, your products moving. If you're talking about physical products, they probably have to have a pretty decent quality out of mm-hmm. the gate. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to sell, you know, some clothing or if I've, you know, got some kind of, you know, widget that I'm making, it's got to be pretty good in 1.0. Mm-hmm. Um, software, not so much. You mm-hmm. can come out with one feature mm-hmm. and make it pretty good mm-hmm. and then iterate over yep. and over and over, right? Yep. So, and, and so it just depends on what you're talking about. But in the early days, you, you're just trying to get traction. So you've got to get stuff out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, – in time, at some point, it better be, you know, something that people will buy and use again and again and again because it does have
0: quality. Right, right. Uh, okay, so next, cheaters never win. <laughs> uh, nearly everyone who is someone this – is, this is where I, I really disagree with this statement. Nearly everyone who is someone has cheated in their ascension to the top. It doesn't necessarily make it right, but it's 100% true. Um, always be moderately skeptical. So this to me is like, if there was one of these that just completely contradicts everything we believe on this podcast, uh, this would be it. So maybe talk about that for a second. This idea that, you know, this this assumption that you have to be a cheater or dishonest or step on somebody else in order to see success.
1: Yeah. It's it's the opposite of the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the world you, you have, and this is a generalization. But you have less morals mm-hmm. to go where you want to go, mm-hmm. and you have different standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons people find Christianity difficult is that it has standards. Mm-hmm. There's no your truth, my truth. There is only the right. truth. and when you when you live within inside the boundaries of the kingdom of God, you are submitting yourself. Um voluntarily mm-hmm. to God's standard mm-hmm. the world has different standards now mm-hmm. a lot of good people that aren't Christians have good standards right right um they they operate and function. I do business, and you know with a lot of people, they don't necessarily uh, are believers, but they have integrity and they, yeah. they have standards they're mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. um and so but then there's gray right. Mm-hmm. And the newspapers and the and the news you know news media is filled every day with criminals, mm-hmm. people who have at one point stepped over a line, mm-hmm. could have been a small line like a lie or mm-hmm. you know lying about your product or lying about your numbers or mm-hmm. or fudging this and that, so or it could have been a massive breach mm-hmm. of you know standard. And then mm-hmm. you know in society we have you know democracies we have laws right. Mm-hmm. That for people, elected officials who have been voted mm-hmm. to govern, mm-hmm. and their job is to write legislation into law and right. that governs society, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've you got, uh, but in the kingdom of God, we are told to submit to the law of the land, which is right. government law, mm-hmm. and then but we're held to a high standard. So um, if you're a believer and you think you have to cheat to win, you're mm-hmm. not understanding the kingdom. The and ways I don't the think God's going to bless us because right. we also believe that if we do the right thing uh, and we live within God's standard, mm-hmm. God's going to bless what we do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, in, in that gives us a kind of secret pathway to even more success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just, this is just antithetical to yep. if you're a Christian in business.
0: Yeah. Hey, so let me ask you, I have a couple questions about this one, actually, that I want to drill mm-hmm. down deeper into. So uh, one of them I want to talk about like competition in a second and talk about the difference in what is good, healthy, integrous business competition and then and, and then what's sure. not. But before, I do think that part of this, too, is like there's part of the Christian life that is about service. And and I, I think we have this idea that, you know, especially in like faith type environments like us, it's like taking taking territory and building and winning and, and like sometimes being a Christian and having to follow the ways of Jesus costs you. And, yeah. and that may happen in business, would you say? Like there are times Absolutely. where you have to go, man, I could make this decision that would be good for my business and the bottom line of my business, right? But, but it doesn't follow the principles of the kingdom. Would you say that that's right? And has there been a time, and you don't have to give the example, but sure. has there been times where you've had to go, man, yep. I have to make a decision between what's good for my business right like pragmatically and just like nah, i need to i need to follow jesus in the way that i build my business like yeah, sometimes absolutely. we suffer for being yeah. a christian and this is one of those yeah. ways right
1: like i think of like contracts right mm-hmm. that you you know uh, either verbal or written uh, promises made that you you know do certain things and sometimes that doesn't turn out to be the best thing Mm-hmm. After twelve months for your business, and so mm-hmm. you want to cancel it, mm-hmm. but you've got a three-year commitment <laughs> to, right. to you know to do a contract, yep. and so you know my integrity is going to guide me in saying even if something is really not working for me, I signed a contract, I made mm-hmm. a promise, and I'm going to fulfill that commitment even if it's detrimental yeah. to me, my business. Now, you know, I remember in a, in the real estate crash in oh eight, churches had signed really. Big leases to for their church building, mm-hmm. and of course the value of those dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. And um, I at the time went to a landlord and, and and on behalf of someone and said, "Hey, you know, obviously this is tough for everyone. Church income dropped. This, mm-hmm. you know, the value of this. Could we renegotiate?" And they said, "No." Mm-hmm. Um. And I advise the guy, just look, just keep paying and let's mm-hmm. go back in three months mm-hmm. and show them, you know, hey, this is our are Doing job. this in good faith, yeah. We're doing this in good faith. Eventually, they they, they renegotiated. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of creative ways you can do it too. Yep. Um I, I think it was oh, the 01 recession, 02, I got the rent down from the building I was leasing for our church. Mm-hmm. And I tacked it on to the end three years I said Mm -hmm. look can you give us six months and I'll put it on at the end and they said sure thing like there's Mm -hmm. lots of creative ways you can do it Mm -hmm. but here's the thing if you commit to do something that's the integrity that you must have Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. um fulfill those things now Mm -hmm. you know I just I just think God honors that stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um you know and then you just have to get creative now like if something is literally gonna Mean the death of your business. Yeah. Right. It's like you got to have, you, you just have got to be really good at communicating. Mm-hmm. Always communicate early, especially in these mm-hmm. areas of, of contracts and yep. leases and these things. If you're struggling, always communicate early. The mm-hmm. propensity is to put your head in the sand and not deal with it because mm-hmm. it's something going wrong. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Just get on things early. Yeah. Have a great relationship with all the people that are yeah. vendors and. You know that you do business for, Mm -hmm. um, and and you know then you can always
0: pick up the phone and have the conversations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. So just briefly in this, cheaters never win. Let's talk about competition because Mm -hmm. there is a natural part of business that is competitive, and I'm a competitive person. Like I am competitive. I want to win. You're the same. You hear these crazy stories about businesses and the way they compete against one another. We had a guy in our church who worked for a dog walking app, you know, like the Uber for right. dog walking apps. Right. And he was telling me how they had this. And there's a bunch of them. How, And this was a few – this was like five years ago. These two apps were fighting neck and neck trying to take market share. And, man, they had teams of developers hacking into each other's apps and – Right. <laughs> you know, changing delivery, like just really like dirty, dirty stuff. Right. And that is actually not abnormal. I mean, like there's some dirty nope. stuff that happens in business. How do you, as a believer, yep. partake in healthy competition?
1: Well, first of all, I the reason I enjoy being in business, like I was in ministry for thirty years. The only competition you have as a minister is the devil, right? I'm not yeah. competing against the church down the <laughs> yeah. street, um, or I shouldn't be. Um, mm-hmm. In business, it's it's all out, you know, war against your competitors. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wake mm-hmm. up every day. Dreaming and thinking of ways how I can literally yep. put my foot on the neck and crush mm-hmm. my competitors, mm-hmm. that's fair mm-hmm. game. And they're mm-hmm. trying to do the same to me. Mm-hmm. So um, as a believer, though, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can't use dirty tricks and things that are even close to being, you know, mm-hmm. the line of illegality. Mm-hmm. What I can do is make a better product. Yep. Treat my customers better. Mm-hmm. Um, I can compete on price. Mm-hmm. I can compete on having such a good relationship with my customers is that they tell other people about the product that I sell them Mm -hmm. and recommend it for free to other people. So the way that I think about beating my competitors is I'm just going to have a better product that is going to provide a better service and I'm doing it at a price that virtually Mm -hmm. no one can beat. Um, which is how we build our business, going to a small medium first. Mm-hmm. And so that's, mm-hmm. so the, yes, I, you are allowed to be very competitive, mm-hmm. um, but you must do it in a way that, you know, allows your faith to shine through your product or service. So that yeah. Let that, that, that mm-hmm. help you be a winner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. So number four, we just got a couple quickly. Uh, yeah. Work a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I've heard that before, you know, yeah. you just work for yourself and that, and then right. and then you love what you do. If you love what you do, you wake, you, yeah. you know, you work nonstop and and all of those tropes. Um, <laughs> I. I would disagree with this as well. I don't I wake up every day excited to work, but I don't wake up every day going like, man, I I just love everything about this. Some days <laughs> I wake up and go, what the heck have I done? Right. Today? Like, what, what, what have I gotten right. myself into? You know, right. yeah. Um, so maybe just talk about that, like this idea of it's Look, glamorized to work for yourself and to yeah, do something well, that you love. And...
1: Well, if you're an entrepreneur, you know that it's hard
0: mm-hmm.
1: starting, running, growing your own business, maybe one of the hardest things you'll ever do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we know it's hard work and we're driven. Like we talked about the four-day work week and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of baloney. Mm-hmm. When you're starting a business, you're going to be working more, mm-hmm. sleeping less, mm-hmm. like all, all that. So we know that. Um, if you, you have to assume that if you start a business doing X, Y, Z, you kind of like it. Yeah. Otherwise you probably wouldn't be doing it because mm-hmm. you get to choose what you want to do. You've,
0: mm-hmm.
1: God's given you an idea about filling some niche in some market and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I want to go and do that. And mm-hmm. I think one of our early principles that we always talk about too is becoming ex- experts in something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you can become an expert in something, you can solve that thing's problems right? yeah. with solutions. So, I, I I do agree that by default, you should you should be waking up going, man, I love doing this. Mm-hmm. Is it easy every day? Absolutely not. But I think you want to have that passion for mm-hmm. what you're doing. Like I've worked for people, and I, you know, early in my life, you know, I took jobs that I didn't really, I'm more than really excited right. about. Mm -hmm. I just needed the job, you know. Like, I I was on the mission field on and off, and I'd come back, and I was selling everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I sold fax machines, I sold real estate, Mm -hmm. advertising. I and I wasn't really kind of jazzed for Mm -hmm. all of those jobs, but you know, there's a practicality. I think early in your career, in your twenties, you're just finding stuff out, right? You kind to see what works. You're trying to find that passion, Mm -hmm. and then hopefully, you really kind of find that expertise and by the time you're in your thirties, you are actually doing the thing that you mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. and you don't mind doing the hard work then. Right. And that's win-win. hmm mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, that idea of I gotta do something I love is so funny because there are so many people I meet that I'm, it's like they're looking for a job. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but you actually just need a job. You, yeah. you need a so, job to pay the bills and yeah. it doesn't really matter if you, if you love it. And then yeah. you're not always gonna love every part of it. I mean, to get like <laughs> super meta, yeah. I have a podcast business 75% of what I'm doing right now is not things that I love and it's not things that I'm like gifted yep. at. It's literally yep. just the nuts and bolts of making all this happen. Okay, exactly. But I love what I'm building and I love the challenge of getting to the other side of that. Like right. I don't love trying to figure out how to like go on gusto yep. and pay myself. Like that's a nightmare yeah, totally. for me, you know? Yep. Yep. So I think yep. that's this idea of like I just love every piece of it is, a, yep. is, a, is definitely a, a total Oh, man, uh, man uh, we, uh, I mean, uh, you're doing great. Got some exciting things, you know. We do, on the, on we on do. Media coming along. We do, man. It's exciting. Awesome. Um, okay, number five, last one. We've talked about this before, but I, I like, actually, do like the the caveat he puts here. Uh, not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and he says maybe everyone wasn't meant to build a SaaS business. But entrepreneurship that can be for anyone. Offer a service, sell an ebook, build a Shopify store, start a side hustle. Yep. Whatever. I agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that too, right? There's a difference between being an entrepreneur and wanting to build a big large business and going, I just want to I want to build a side hustle. Everyone can figure out how to monetize something. Totally. Mm-hmm. And we talked
1: about boutique versus, you know, mm-hmm. having something that's um larger scale. You know, I I, th- I think if you've got the drive and 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 you have developed some skills, mm-hmm. virtually everyone can start a business. Yep. Um, there's some people that shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and we and the the road is littered with people that tried and failed. So mm-hmm. that, that you know, the free market sorts it out, man. Mm-hmm. You, uh, but I'm 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 always amazed. And looking in the last two or three years with the with COVID, a lot of people went and out and and the side hustle became real. Mm-hmm. Um But you know, you walk you walk along a shopping district, and there's always these new businesses that are just mm-hmm. opening. Mm-hmm. Like, man, these guys are swinging for the fences, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, and then you walk. A, a, uh, like 10 feet and there's this one's closed yeah not back in a year and that one that yep. was open a year is closed it's like yep. I, but i love the spirit of that and yep. I, that's what i love about america
0: mm-hmm. it's there's, trying there's, yeah yeah you know it's just, funny we talked want to get out there and do it what did we talk i think it was like one of our first episodes was about the great resignation and everyone leaving their yep. jobs and i saw right. a stat the other day that i think like 30 percent of those people have already gone back to getting a job and something cool. like i think it was something like 20 percent went back to the job that they had before they left yeah. Which yeah. is kind of an amazing, an amazing thing. It's like we live in a yeah. country where you can go, you know what, I'm going to go try something and then I'm going to come yeah. back and, and, and jump back in. So,
1: well, you know, maybe, maybe on the last point here, that, that's something that especially in tech, celebrate, they celebrate failure mm-hmm. much better than we do in the church. Mm-hmm. In, in Silicon Valley, you can go blow a billion dollars and you're a hero. Mm-hmm. And there's another, there's another billion lining up to go for your next thing.
0: Hey, someone's <laughs> about, someone just wrote a massive check to the WeWork guy to start a, um, a new crypto project. So it's like. Exactly. A crypto project. Yeah. Go- <laughs> like, exactly. That's yeah. My point. So, yeah, we could
1: learn a little bit in the kingdom on, mm-hmm. uh, how to, you know, when someone goes through a failure, mm-hmm. right, whether it's a personal failure, a business failure, mm-hmm. don't shun themselves. So, yeah. Just get around them and encourage them. I think yep. that's uh, that has to be, you know, and collaborate with them again and, and help them get off the ground again. And um, we, we could do better
0: yeah. in, in that way. Right? absolutely awesome as always thank you dean yep thanks man we'll uh we'll be back here next week we've got some cool interviews coming up and uh exciting things happening so we'll see you all next week you bet see you mate